All right, friends, welcome to the 2021 Living Your Calling Summer Series. This is going to be a six-week series where I bring on some faces you have seen before and some new faces that I am excited to talk with. And we are going to share what does it mean to be living your calling and living your calling in this moment and how did some of these guests build up to what they're doing today and what are they feeling called to do right now? Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome to the Living Your Calling podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hagen, and my mission is to help you step into whatever you're truly called to do. I'm a Midwest wife and mom, and I built my business and dreams between the moments of motherhood. I believe that you can create your dreams around whatever season of life you're in. I'm obsessed with creating connections, out-of-the-box ideas, and cheering people on in whatever goal they're chasing. This is a place where you can come to feel like you're joining your best friends for coffee, for real talk of what's happening in life and business. Whether you're working on personal development or business, friend, I got you. Each week, you will find an episode that educates, inspires, and helps you take action to step into your calling and live your best life. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for. Are you ready? Here we go. So I am so excited to introduce you guys to one of my best friends. You have heard her voice on the podcast before. She is the host of the Fearless Chase. She has coined the term bougie on the rise. Welcome to the show, (laughs) Madison. I am so happy that you included that. That what a fun surprise. I was not expecting that. I love it. It's the your like coined term, I feel. I think you need to tell the listeners what does it mean to be bougie on the rise? Bougie on the rise. Yeah. So I um in my heart, I really feel like I was born to be like the bougie lifestyle, the real housewives, Kardashians, like that kind of style of life. However, I was born and raised in the suburbs. I'm still here. Um, so we're just working towards it. So it's bougie on the rise, just a little bouge every day gets you closer. So, you know, we're just working towards a it. A little bouge every day. And- you know, a little bouge. Like, What's a little bouge in the in the mom world of mine? Like, oh, I put mascara on today. Is that the bouge? <laughs> yeah, it's ordering the guac because you are extra. It's like that's the bouge. It's ordering a fancier sounding drink at Starbucks, even though like it's all the same stuff. <laughs> it's, it's all the same. It is really truly all the same stuff. That's a good point. It is. It is. Or even if you make it at home, like getting the little, what is that thing called? Frother. The like frother, mm-hmm. the hand frother thing. Yeah. Getting a frother. Cause that's a little bougie. The other day, my husband was like, you are doing the most right now with that. Because I like mixed 
some like oat milk with some chai concentrate tea for like a chai foam on top with a cinnamon sprinkle. And I was like, I am the most, I deserve the most. Okay. That is, that is the bougie of the day. Tell them your bougie on the rise Starbucks order. Which one? Oh, geez. That's a great question. I mean, (laughs) I'm looking at my friend to be like, well, what season are we in? Because that gives Madison a different answer. This is true. Tell them your summer bougie on the rise order. Okay. So the summer order, well, I go back and forth between if I'm wanting something fruity or not. If I'm wanting something fruity, I will order an iced lemonade with coconut milk, which sounds very weird. But if you order a pink drink, you're not going to think it's weird. It tastes more like a dreamsicle, but lemony. So 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, you could also do the pink drink and add lemonade. That's also really good. Um, but if I'm feeling more coffee, I will order an iced oat milk cappuccino. I feel ridiculous to even say this. An iced oat milk cappuccino with an oat milk vanilla foam on top. And they will tell you, Michelle, that it doesn't exist. And they will tell you that it's not going to foam like you want it to. Uh, however, they don't know what my wants and needs are. And it does foam to the satisfaction that I have in my heart. So yeah, I would, I would still recommend that drink. <laughs> And I love how it was so specific. Like listeners, I understand they're going to tell you that it's not going to work, but promise that it's going to. It will. And they'll also tell you that an iced cappuccino is not a thing. And I will say, how long have you been working here? Because I promise you it is a thing. I can't tell you how to make it because I am not said barista, but I do promise that it is possible and it will change your life. So, well, there is, I might have to, I've never had an iced cappuccino. Isn't a cappuccino? They will. More they will milk? roll their eyes. Isn't it more milk? They will. It is. It is. is yeah. It's milk. like a latte, but better. Okay. I mean, but yeah, but better. It's bougier. It's a latte, but bougier. Got it. Okay. Well, apparently, my iced coffee, just nitro coffee, is not any bougie on the rise order. I will say a nitro is a bougie. I, I would put that in the same category. Because not all coffee shops offer it. Now, if you were just getting like a standard vanilla latte, I would be like, all right, let's like see if we could amp this up a bit. Like, you know, make it a little, a little extra. Put it in style. I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, guys, if you cannot tell, Madison and I have been friends (laughs) and best friends to where we FaceTime each other at least once or twice a week. And the dogs even know my voice at Madison's house and the kids know Madison's voice at mine. But I know that the listeners don't know you as well as I do. So why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Okay. But like how, how much am I sharing? What realm am I sharing? How far back in this story are we going? Like I need, I need some parameters here because I will spend a full 45 minutes on my life story and testimony. So. Okay. How about pre entrepreneur Madison? Okay. Give us the 30 second cliff note. Okay. This is going to be good because I know okay. all of the stuff that happened to before. What? <laughs> say that you are like you have 60 seconds to shove everything that has happened in your life before you started your business okay 60 seconds on the clock and go so I got married I got married to my middle school sweetheart we had a really hard uh first two years of life back to back with car accidents and um cancer and houses flooding and all those sorts of things all while working at a job that I absolutely hated and needed a way out I needed a life raft 
to save me. I ended up going to a women's conference, which was the best thing I had ever gone to in my entire life. Felt like a little kid at their first football game um, and decided that that is what I wanted to do with my life. So I ended up dropping out of uh, college. I started a podcast because that seemed really smart and wise, which it ended up being because I ended up interviewing somebody who taught me how to leave my job and start as a virtual assistant and made several pivots into now the space that I'm in now of an online learning community uh, for women and events, retreats, conferences, the big shebang. It's all great. It's fun. Is that 60 seconds? <laughs> That is the greatest elevator speech I've ever heard. And I'm sure- Isn't it felt very mushed? It was, but at the same time, I think people got a good overview of Madison. Good overview, yeah. I love it. But now tell us like the full version. What is the fearless chase? That I feel like the brand, even over this last year, has evolved into what you're really truly wanting it to be. So tell us what the fearless chase is without having to say it 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be totally honest. When I chose the name, the fearless chase, uh, I wish that I had a beautiful story for it. Um, I was looking for a cool name and it sounded very cool. And I was like, yeah, we're going to go with that. And then over the years, it has transformed into being something that's a whole lot more special and near and dear to me. But the, the point from the get go was to talk to people who had fearlessly chased after their own dreams and figured out, basically figured out what they wanted to do when they grew up because I was 22, 23 at the time and had no clue what I wanted to do and was going to school for communications, mainly because I always got in trouble in school growing up for talking and I got moved to every seat in the classroom. And so I figured might as well show them and get a degree in it. So, you know, I had a lot of really great conversations with people who were in industries that I found interesting industries that I thought, wow, that's really cool. I probably will never do that. Um, but that's really cool to learn about. And so, um, throughout that journey, I have really found what my biggest value in that is, which is community. So whenever I first left my, I guess, corporate job, it was like a small family owned business, but my normal job to do this thing, this entrepreneurial thing, starting out as virtual assistant, I realized how freaking lonely it was. I remember like lunchtime rolled around and I was like, who am I going to talk to at lunch? Like who's going to do like the holiday parties or celebrate your birthday or celebrate your wins? Or like, who do you get to talk to when you're so frustrated and you don't know what to do, or there's no manager above you to ask for advice. And I was a part of a few different Facebook groups, um, that were supposed to serve that space, but I never really felt like it was a true community. It felt a lot like a lot of different fan clubs for whoever was leading it. And I was like, Hmm, this just doesn't, this isn't what I'm looking for. I'm looking for like high school sleepovers meets summer camp meets like, you know, your best friends. So that was kind of my catalyst for, okay, we're really going to hit hard on community. And so for me over the years, the name, the fearless chase has really changed into more of a faith thing for me. So I love Jesus. I am, uh, big on incorporating that in my life. I don't always talk about it in my business, but I am a Christian who owns a business. And so to me, I believe that we were created to, um, we were created in love and that love is without fear. And so to me, it's like this journey every day of chasing after this version that you were always created to be. Um, and you know, seeing what that looks like every single day and getting to do that in a community of other people who are also choosing to do that, who get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, you have built such a unique community. And I think if you're an entrepreneur 
Madison's Facebook group, which is the Fearless Chase Facebook group, it's it is it's a totally different vibe than a lot of the other groups that um, are out there because you just allowed people to be and to ask. And um, I think that that's one thing that's been really special about the Fearless Chase. Thank you. So you had talked about that you went to the women's conference and that was where you realized this is what I want to do. And so how, how did that like calling start things on your heart? You know, did it sit in your heart for a long time or was it one of those you went to it, you came home and you're like, Alex, I have found my life's calling. I'm quitting my job and we're going to do this. Well, I feel like there's a lot of things that even as a teenager, I loved speaking at church. I loved putting together events. And so I didn't know that that world existed outside of church. And when I realized at that conference that, oh my gosh, this, this is a thing for just women in general, or this is a thing for women in business. I was like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. And people want to be a part of this, even if they, you know, don't have the same beliefs or, you know, background or whatever. Like, it's so cool that they all come together for the same purpose of wanting to better themselves. And so for me, whenever I came home from that conference, it like, it was just burning inside of me. I remember at the conference, you know, when you like have conversations in your head and you're like, I wish that someone would ask me this because this is what I would say. And then they would say this. And then I would say that. And then it would be like this big pivotal moment. Well, that didn't happen. No one asked me the question, which the question in my head was, I was really wanting someone to ask me, why are you still going to college? And my response, of course, would be, I don't really know other than I already paid money for this and spent my time doing this. I would like the piece of paper at the end um, because I worked really hard for this. And, um, and in my head, the person who would be asking that question would say, well, that's not a good enough reason to stick around. And I would say, you're right. And then that would be the pivotal moment that I would get to, you know, like write a book about later, but no one asked me that. So I had to be the one to ask myself that and make that decision for myself. And so I decided that, okay, I'm going to take a semester off. And if I want to go back, I can, but just to give myself that full freedom to say, okay, for one semester, we're not going to stress out about, you know, getting the bachelor's or, or following the standard plan that everyone around me had been doing, um, and just kind of venture into this unknown space and, and see if it's for me and turned out that it was. And I would say about 99% of the time, I don't regret quitting school. The 1% is really because there are some very interesting topics that I would love to more learn more about like psychology and sociology and things that I don't want an actual degree in, but I just want to learn more about, but yeah, it's been interesting. Well, I mean, you could always go back to school. Like you can take a class, whatever, you know. Yeah. But I love that how that thought of if someone were to ask me this question, because I think that listeners and myself, we can all think of times when we've been like, I just really wish someone would see me in this, you know, whether it be in a job or even sometimes just like see me as a mom other than a person, you know, or see me as, as who I am or see me for the gifts that I see myself sharing with the world. Yeah. And I think that we all come to those points where we look at ourselves and I'm like, look around and be like, is this, is this really what, what, what life's about? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Cause I, I know for me, like I've had that, that moment of when I was pregnant and Turner was at, 
daycare. And I was like, is this really what all of our lives are supposed to be like? Cause this sucks. And so I think it's then like having that courage to jump. So I would love for you to touch on, you talked about how it's lonely. Like who's gonna, who's going to be talking to you at lunch and who's going to plan the Christmas party and doing all those things. And that is where community has come in for you. And so I'd love for you to talk on how important community has been in building what you have created now. Yeah. I think that community is one of the most important things, not just for business owners, but as humans, we were designed to do life together. We were designed to do life together in a very close knit group. Even like I've heard so many people talk about the fact that we weren't really created to be in this social media world where like so many people know about your life. We were designed to like exist in like communities and colonies of like a hundred people and that's about it. And so it's, it's really interesting, but it just goes to show you like how important it is to have that close knit group to turn to. Um, and so for me, you know, we've all heard the, you are the five people you surround yourself with most. Well, at that point, the five people that I surrounded myself with most were, uh, two of those were my dogs and the other three were the dying plants that I had in my house. So there wasn't a lot surrounding me for some inspiration. Um, and so for a while, some of those quote unquote people were just podcasts and that can get you by for a little bit. It is, it is great to be able to listen to someone and feel like you really do get to know them, but you can't always just like text that podcast host that you love and say like, Hey, I'm having a really hard day. Like what would you do in this situation? And so intentionally putting people in your life or searching for those relationships and putting the work in to have that has been crucial. So I think that it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting because I've had conversations with people before about how important community has been for me in my journey. And they have said, yeah, like, you know, I'm good on that. Like, I don't really need, uh, many friends and I, I'm, I just need someone to tell me what to do in business. And then like a few months later, you can see them crumbling. And then they finally say like, I didn't realize how lonely this was. And I'm like, yeah, it's hard. Like you have to have the people in your corner to remind you because otherwise you're going to spiral, whether it's motherhood or business or just doing life in general, every one of us falls into that comparison hole sometimes. And we need someone to call out the truth in us to be like, Hey, actually the, the things you're telling yourself are not true. And also like, let's, let's not go there. So yeah, I think that community has been one of the most important things for me in my entire life. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, it did. And I thought, it, I think it's great how you had said, you know, like you need those people who are in your corner to not only like cheer for you, but kind of call you out to say like, yeah. Hey, we're going down the path. And I know you and I have had this conversation and I've had, you know, and I know both of us have had this conversation with other business owners as we continue to grow and how you were saying the social media world it's still like this evolving thing that's happening mm -hmm. and watching some of the people that started out and have gotten big. You know, we've talked about how we've been like, if I ever get to this point and this is where someone needs to check me and yeah. like already setting those standards and, and having that community who has been like, Oh, I will check you. Don't you worry. Like, even if we haven't talked forever, I will like send you a message and be like, Hey, remember, well, you and I will never not talk forever. But, you know, sending those messages of being like, hey, like, we got to kind of check what's going on. And I think 
having a community like that, that you feel so open with and that you can share those things with is so important as well, because I think that people think like, oh, well, I have a community and all these people, but sometimes you're like, but is it really your community or are they just people who are kind of in your vicinity type of thing? You know, I think that there is a big difference and having a community where you can be raw and open with, I think is really important too. And knowing yeah. what, what, who those people are, like, you know, I'm not saying that it has to be everybody, but you know, there's even different levels to that community. I think kind of, as you were talking about that, we were meant to have a select few really, truly knowing, not that you don't have to hide things from people, but, you know, having that community to where you can literally, you know, text them, which I do mm-hmm. to you many a days of I'm going to quit today. I'm at the yeah. edge of the cliff and I'm going to quit. And you're like, you're not like, let me pull the rope back. Yeah. Well, and you know, our, a big saying that we have in our community that I've seen in a lot of different communities and different spaces is let's do life together. And I think that that's ultimately what a community is. So I talk a lot about how I'm not inviting you to sit on a ladder. We're not here to like, just climb a ladder. I'm inviting you to a table where we all have something to bring to the table. It's a nice big potluck. Um, and everyone has something of value to share. And that's what a real community is. If you feel like you can't share, then I feel like we've got to take another look around. And I gather a lot of inspiration whenever within my business and within the communities that I am a part of, uh, from church. So even if you look at really large congregations, they're very intentional about small groups, keywords, small groups, and you can have, you can build a great ginormous community. That's amazing. But even within those communities, I think it's really important to be very intimate with different people, like having those smaller groups within, not to be clicky, but just to find those people that you can really turn to because realistically you can't text out 500 people every single day. So, um, you know, if you're looking to build and lead a community, it does get a little bit harder as that grows. And I think then it's a matter of being intentional about putting people in place to be those other leaders within the community who can be seen as safe people to turn to. That is great advice. And I think even as I, like you've said, like, as you grow, you have to figure out as you, as the leader, how do you pass some of that off? And that is such a big gift I think to your community really because you're not holding things so tight saying well I'm like leading the ship and only I can lead the ship right and I think that that's also what makes things you know so different again like I had said before in your community compared to some of the others We are so excited to be introducing to you the Living Your Calling Retreats. These retreats are going to be for women to reconnect to themselves and to join in community with like-minded women. We are going to take you from places from the Midwest to the beach to the mountains. And this is going to be a time for you to disconnect and have time away and to focus on yourself and to take a break from whatever it is you need. These retreats are going to be like nothing you have experienced before, and we are creating them with you in mind. If you would love to know more about the Living Your Calling retreats, you can head to the link in the show notes. 
to join the waitlist so that you can be the first to know when we are going to be connecting together. We are so excited to create this for our community and we cannot wait to meet you and to join a community at the Living Your Calling Retreats. So I would love to talk a little bit about, so we've talked about kind of like your calling and how you knew that you wanted to start this, but as you're looking forward into like the future, what is, are you feeling called on your heart right now to do? Mm. Well, I feel like the, if I could give like a title to what I feel like my calling is, it's just helping women do life together. So whatever that looks like, if it's in relating to not wanting to fall into these TikTok trends that make us overthink ourselves, or if it's, you know, bringing women together on a wellness retreat where they're not stressed out about work and they're truly just getting to enjoy their life that they're working so hard for, or is it helping them in their businesses by bringing in experts? So for me, that's what it's been from the beginning. And it's kind of what I'm looking more so at now, but I would say the way that I'm doing it right now is very, very intentionally focusing on helping others to build a life and business that they love. Not this like cookie cutter thing. You and I have talked about this so many times. It is like our soapbox of, I can't stand (laughs) when I feel like I am pressured to fit into this cookie cutter mold, whether it's as a wife, as a business owner, um, one day as a mom, like that's, no one wants to feel like they're not fitting the box. And so when in actuality, none of us were meant to fit the box. And even the people who are like making it look like they fit the box, they don't even fit the box. Okay. So, (laughs) so I, I'm really big on trying to share that freedom of the journey that I'm going along of figuring out what that freedom looks like for me, that my business doesn't have to look like everyone else's. It looks like this because these are my strengths and my values. And that also, you know, flows into my personal life. So it's, yeah, I would say that that's kind of where my calling is taking me right now is just really focusing on building a life and business that I feel like aligns with who I am and not so much, uh, what everyone else is saying that it has to be. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. And especially in the, like, not putting yourself in a box. And like you said, you and I have talked about that so much to where you are trying to figure out like, well, I want to be an Enneagram three and an Enneagram three acts like this and does this. And, and like this type of person and this type of coach like does this, and this is the box and how you have to do it. And, and one of the things I think that's really interesting and I think you and I have talked about it and I've talked about it with some other friends is God never put like a box label on any of us. Right. Like you are this one. It's no, like you are your name. You are Madison, you mm-hmm. are Michelle and whatever that is. And however that evolves is a, uniquely you. And I think like, we all know that when you can be uniquely you that attracts your people. So, yeah. And what I think is really interesting too, is if you're like taking a look, in the Bible, all of the people that he chose to talk about in these stories don't fit the box ever. They, they don't fit the box. And it's always a story of triumph because they didn't fit the box and why that made them qualified. And so, you know, especially going back to the Enneagram, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, Michelle is a three and most 
I would say about 90% of the people that I look up to in business are a three and, and I'm a seven and sevens just are not wired that way. There, there are some similarities, but for the most part, there's quite a big difference. And a lot of the advice that a lot of threes share as business owners goes against like my natural tendencies as a seven. So for a really long time, I was like, I'm not going to be successful because I'm not built that way. I don't naturally want to do that. It it like goes against everything in my being to try to make it this way. It like hurts to try to do it this way. And then it's like, oh my gosh, what if we just don't? What if we just don't do it that way? What if we just try it this way instead? This way that feels so much easier. Not that it's ever easy, but just so much not going against the flow. Um, because I feel like if you're starting a business or if you're you know, running a business, you're already going against the flow of like what you were told was going to make you successful more than likely of go to school, get a good job, stay in that job, get the benefits, like buy a house in the suburbs, get a boat, whatever, all the things. And so you're already going against the grain. You might as well like lean into those natural things that feel easier that are like, Oh, this comes so much easier to me. Maybe we don't do it like the way that's a million times harder and doesn't even feel in alignment with who you are. So good. Such great advice. And I have loved everything that you have shared on community. And I think that the listeners are going to take some great value away from it too. Uh, Before I wrap up our conversation in the summer series, one of my new things is we ask a random question that I don't even know what the question is going to be. Okay. So pick a number between 100 and 350. I know that's very broad. Just go ahead and pick a number. 100 and 350? Hey, you know what? I like randomly searched some websites. Okay. okay. Up on my thing. It says okay. conversation starters world. I would, I would like to pick 322. Okay. Oops, I scrolled too far. <laughs> 322. Well, okay. This is going to be a good one for you. What is the silliest thing that you've convinced someone of? Oh gosh. Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, actually the first thing that pops into my mind is the last, uh, I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble or not, probably, but the last job that I worked at, it was a company that taught English language arts curriculum for, uh, all of Texas. And so all the public schools and well, private schools too. Anyways, it doesn't matter. And I went and taught pre-K through second, a full district, which had about, I don't know, a little over a hundred people there. And I had to convince them that I had been a second grade teacher so that they would listen to me um, because they don't listen to you. If you haven't been a teacher before, even though the curriculum like is what it is, like it's, it's been tested and proven and all those things. Um, so yeah. And, and that was an interesting time too, because I was continually having to tell people, okay, let's put the colors down and pay attention. Like I was like around pre-K through second students, but they were teachers. And so I, literally the only thing that can come to mind right now is that I had been a second grade teacher, which I have never been a teacher other than a preschool teacher for like three months. So that was it. (laughs) That is so funny. And I did not even, you've never told me that. So look, there you go. I, and they will grill you. They were going around the room. They're like, so what school did you teach at? What district? How long? I'm like, they're like, what year did you graduate? I'm like, oh my gosh. Cause you know, I'm, I, at the time I was probably like, I want to say maybe 
22, 23. And I definitely looked 12 because I only look about 14 now. So, (laughs) you know, it's like, (laughs) I get it. I get the questions, but at the same time, I was like, ah, let's just bypass all that. Look at this. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Okay. So I got a couple other like random questions. What are you being called to this summer? Like what's something that Mm. Madison's like, "Mm, I just really feel called to do this this summer. I feel called to say yes more. I think that there are seasons where it is so empowering to say no. And then there are seasons when it's so empowering to say yes again. And it's like an ebb and flow. And for a while, it was a no for me for everything because I was just in survival mode. And I feel like I'm still kind of in survival mode with some things going on in my personal life, but I need to say yes, because it's like for my sanity. I am a huge extrovert. I need to be around people. And so it's like, oh, you want to go grab drinks on a Wednesday? Yes. You want to go to the movies on Thursday? Yes. Like whatever it is. Yes. I will go and do that, especially because I'm about to go on a work trip with my husband uh, for his job for four weeks in Anchorage, Alaska. And I don't know one single soul in Anchorage, Alaska. So I'm just trying to like squeeze in. I'm like preemptively trying to do all the things so that it will hopefully last me a little bit while I'm there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm being led to this summer is the summer of yes. You said yes. I have to tell the listeners. I like started laughing in my head because all I could think of is the pink little pool that you said yes to for the backyard this summer. Yes. And I'm like, I think you should deflate that and take that to Alaska with you. Girl, it is going to be so cold. Also, I love that you know that it's still not deflated. We have gotten in that pool one time so far. To be fair, though, my husband was just on a three week work trip and I'm not about to like fill that thing up by myself, mainly because it's very heavy to tip over to unfill it. Defill? There's not a plug at the bottom? There is, but I don't put it on the grass because I'm scared it's going to kill the grass. So I put it on our back patio. Um, It'll and then slowly it's... still leak out. Yeah. Take this from the mom who knows that, knows it from the cement flat in the backyard. It'll leak out. Well, there you go. There you go. But yeah. Also, we've got like an insane amount of June bugs right now at night. So mm. I'm pretty sure if I left the water, I'd wake up to like a pool of mm. June bugs, which is just not the vibe I'm really going for. <laughs> Not the vibe. Not the, it's not the vibe. Not the bougie on the rise, rise vibe. It's, it's no, there's no level of bougie there. Uh, so yeah, no. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the show and coming back. I loved getting to interview you this time. And I just loved our conversation today. Well, I just love you. Thank you for having me on. This was so fun. If anyone wants to reach out to you after the show, where can they find you? I love hanging out on Instagram. I am at Madison Bailey Anaya or at the Fearless Chase Co. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Living Your Calling podcast. If you love this episode, will you share it with a friend or leave a review? Make sure that you subscribe or follow so that you don't miss a single episode. I love hearing from listeners and connecting. You can find us over on Instagram at the Living Your Calling Podcast or at Michelle Ann Hagen. Join us inside of our private Facebook community called the Living Your Calling Podcast Community. 
It's free, so why don't you join us inside? You can join by clicking the link in our Instagram bios or checking out the show notes. Join us and we will dive in deeper and I can't wait to connect with you. If you needed someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams, friend, this is it. I promise that you are worthy of whatever is on your heart and whatever calling you are wanting to chase. I am proud of you and I'm here for you. You're listening to the Living Your Calling podcast, inspiring you to be and create exactly what you were made for.